Thanks, fam, for tuning into the Nikki Naredin School of Parenting, Episode 1. Nah, I'm just kidding. This is still the Reluctant Vegan Son podcast with me, Adam. But we do talk about Nikki's parenting techniques and how she raises me, and it's very different than other people raising their children. I think it worked out great. Uh, you can be the decider of that. You get to hear our relationship every week. We also talk about I've had a recent factuation with languages, and I want to learn lots of languages, but also maybe there should be a universal language, and that definitely should not be English. So enjoy. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up, and I love it. So, hit the music. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Reluctant Vegan Sum podcast. I'm Adam. The Reluctant Vegan Son, and I am here with Nikki Nairden for our 43rd episode wow. of this podcast. Yeah. Each time you say another number, I'm always incredibly awed and mm-hmm. amazed at all of the beautiful content that you're producing and how consistently you oh, do it. It's you too. You, I mean, you help with the consistency. That is for sure. I mean, I just love being here with you. So that any is... way in which you can include me in this, I'm just like, That's yes, true. whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And today is Easter Sunday. Well, I always am really bad with coming out. I never know. You know, they talk about being on television or I've seen it. They say never talk about the days. Right. Never use future or never use exactly? past. Never use like future tense, past tense, because you never know when it's going to air. I do know that this is going to air tomorrow, but then I talk like it's Sunday. So I don't know if that makes people listening. I wonder if that makes sense or not. But today's Easter. Uh, Yesterday's Easter. Same thing. Easter is April 4th, is it? Yeah, it is April 4th. I nailed that. First Also, Annie's birthday. Annie Mm Jimon. Oh. Happy mm-hmm. birthday to Annie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if everybody was home, we'd be getting Buddha Badai probably <laughs> together. That is sure. probably true. Oh my God, Buddha Badai is, is a gift to the world. Yeah, I haven't had that in a while. There's so many good mm. vegan places. That's the great thing about living in New York City is that there are so many vegan options. And we're lucky to be in walking distance to our, probably our favorite. Absolutely. So, Definitely our favorite. That's for sure. But there's still so many options that you get to choose. And a town is very close. I'm losing Mm -hmm. every other word for you. I don't know. Are you losing every other word for me? Yeah, I am. This my internet connection, I said, was unstable. I don't know. We're going to keep going and see how it goes. So in this episode, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I've really had this fascination with language recently. I don't Mm. I don't know where that's come about. But I think it's really interesting how, well, I started by learning Chinese. As you guys know, my plan is to go to Taiwan, right? But Taiwan's closed right now. So I'm looking into other things and trying to figure out places to go, people to see, 
well, not really people to see. Well, there's always people to see. <laughs> You'll so, always find people on the way. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Find people on planes, find people where you land hostels. But it's interesting. I have this fascination with language and each other place's language, each country's languages are shaped by who lived there, who invented it, who's the father of it. And then the people in those locations came over to various locations. And that's how language spread or the same language is spread. Interesting. How did it first start? I'm not sure. Uh, Some really smart guy or some really, really, I guess it would be a really smart guy. I'm not sure who invented language. I know that the first type of written language, I think, was made in by the ancient Egyptians. Wasn't it cuneiform or something? Wasn't it Mesopotamia? You're talking about a structured written language. Structured sure written language. People have been yeah. doing pictorial. Yeah, images. structured written, written language or something that we could translate. Now, there's been ways to communicate. People have been communicating for ever. I mean, people have always had to communicate. Right. So that probably is the beginning of language. Would you say the beginning of language is the pictures or, or I guess so. Like, yeah, I think that that's a possibility or at least the beginning of ways in which to communicate, not only to the people that you're directly living with, but mm-hmm. hopefully to pass on to future generations and others that come through. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more pointing, I think, and communicating. That's why I, I always get confused, or that's why I like pointing an interactive uh, language, talking Mm. language. I mean, what if everybody used sign language? We just watched the movie The Sound of Metal. I mean, what if we made sign language the universal language? I think that that would be universal. That's for sure. Which would be very interesting, because I feel like that could communicate or it would be easier to learn. I guess you are learning a new language regardless. Sign language is very hard. Right. It's a new language, but I think you're right about the universality of it. Mm. Like it would be great for everybody to speak one universal language that isn't necessarily the language of the most powerful or economically powerful, powerful Mm -hmm. group. Like why is English the, the international language? English because England conquered the most countries when, uh, well, no, I don't think it's that England necessarily conquered the most countries. I think that England conquered. So England was in the U.S. and the U.S. became a global superpower and Canada became a global superpower. Well, is Canada? I think Canada is a global superpower, right? And Australia. So if you look at the countries, I mean, it's less about what country, how many countries were conquered and stuff like that. And more the countries that people nowadays think are the big players in the world game. And this might be my economic game. Exactly. This might be my American perspective on this. And I understand (laughs) for America, I'm like, oh, America, we're so great. But like, if you look at countries that speak English that are, you know, considered first world countries and stuff, you got England, the US, you got Canada, you got Australia that speak English, right? And then you got, I think the UK primarily speaks English. I know there are other dialects. But then if you look at other countries, each different European country has a different language. Like how many superpowers speak French? I know a lot of people, like I know France conquered a lot of people or France colonialized. It's not even conquered. I mean, I don't know. Conquered, colonialized, potato, potato, but <laughs> they did bad things to people and forced their culture. Oh, the forced, French were the, the worst. The French were the absolute worst. I mean, you look at Haiti, but then again, you look at Haiti and nobody's clamoring to know French to speak 
to Haitians, which is a problem too. I mean, it's better to understand everybody. I don't mean any ill will to Haitians. Actually, one of my roommates are Haitian. But I mean, that's why I think English became this language that people wanted to learn. I think that I think that also, at least from an American perspective, England and America are the most like we want you to be us countries. At least America is. Right. It seems like we don't have a lot of slack for mm-hmm. others for such a melting pot. There's no flexibility. Right. They have somehow decided that we are people that don't want to learn other people's languages. So I find that really interesting because we do have a large group of other cultures in this country and we are decidedly not interested in learning or knowing about them. And the that's only, fascinating. I think that most people only want to learn and know about languages when they interact with people. And that's probably why I want to, I'm fascinated with languages too, because I want to be able to, mainly I want to speak Spanish to know what my barber is saying, but, <laughs> you know. Adam gets his haircut in Washington Heights in New York, which is a largely Dominican neighborhood. So Yeah. And my barber, I mean, my barber speaks English. I talk to my barber, but most people walk in and speak Spanish and everybody's laughing. I'm really good laughing along with people when I have no idea what they're saying I just make things up in my head I'm like that's a good one that's a good one I mean but like I see things happen like if people are dancing people having a good time I'm gonna dance I'm gonna have a good time I won't necessarily know what people say I think there are ways to interact with people and there are ways to communicate that aren't necessarily you don't have to speak everybody's language but it would be cool if we had had like a universal language and I don't want it to necessarily be English we're already forcing the world to speak English Right. Well, that's your idea about sign language. So, Mm -hmm. and you do that the second you get up and dance or just kind of laugh when somebody else is laughing. Mm -hmm. Just paying respect to the joy that they're having. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's great. Mm -hmm. But yes, I want want to learn Spanish. I've been taking Duolingo Spanish lessons, which is not the way to learn Spanish, I know. But it's (laughs) It's one way. It's a free way. It's a free, better than nothing way to learn Spanish. Uh, I really should be just learning <laughs> from you. I mean, Nikki over here speaks like seven languages or her mom claims she speaks seven languages. Yeah. Last My mother I checked. makes me bigger than life, but I, but I really only speak three. She doesn't need to be bigger than life. She already <laughs> does superhuman things. So I do nothing superhuman. I just trust that I have the ability to do it. We were talking about that. The, the difference between confidence and self-confidence, right? That confidence is you have to have proof that somehow you can do it. And the second the proof is wavering, you decide that you can't do something or your confidence wavers. Hmm. With self-confidence, you just have the ability to believe that you are able to do something and that you will continue to show up even when it gets hard. And that is self-confidence. And that's what will push you through anything. So I have self-confidence that I could push through anything. Yeah. And that's great. I think self-confidence is really hard for people to show. I think a lot of people are confident, but most people don't know whether it's a front, whether it's something they've done before, whether it's certain things. There are reasons why people react to certain scenarios and with confidence. As you were saying, that's exterior, possibly motives and shit. That Right. Right. And sometimes you know. that could look like arrogance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where well, I think you self-confidence have- can also look like arrogance. It, it's different. Self-confidence believes that everybody is capable of that too. And that there's, that's enough for everybody to have the same thing. Arrogance is when you are showing something or trying to display something while putting somebody else down or thinking that you're better than. 
that's why I'm saying you can be self-confident and be arrogant. If you, I think arrogance is less of confidence and stuff like that. Arrogance is less of a mentality and more of a action. I think arrogance is usually based or it's in both. fear, it's scarcity. Both. And yeah. yeah, when you, when you are comparing yourself and trying to put somebody down, then clearly you are mirroring something about how you feel about yourself because yeah. there'd be no need to do that otherwise. I mean, that's why you always look at it. The bullied, it, the studies have shown, I, I think, that bullies tend to have harsher home lives. Mm. And people who do inflict pain on others, or which this doesn't mean you should inflict pain on others if pain is inflicted on you. But it's seen that this does not come from nowhere. Right. Right. The likelihood is that you are mirroring something or acting mm-hmm. out something that's being perpetrated on you. I mean, that's how oppression works or, well, no, right. that's not, I mean. That, that is the start of it. I mean, I mean yeah, that's the start of it. But the I, first one in there. But I also meant that in the way that you see other people do it is that you find that it's okay, which is a little bit different. And that's interesting. Because you're not going to do it if you don't think it's okay. If you're not going to. I, I think there might be some way in which you don't think it's necessarily okay, but that is you still the thing find you're acting is. out, hoping to get some help with it on some level. You still find some, it acceptable. Maybe. I mean, I mean it used to be acceptable to, to hit your kids, and now it's not. So that's an interesting change. It's only not acceptable if people find out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not acceptable legally. To okay. Do it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a big debate i mean i know in the past i don't think it's good you should not hit kids you should not hit dogs you should not hit anything uh but it was accepted in the past and some people can't change them and don't they still think in that mentality that what are you gonna do send the kid to time out or something what is time out? it depends i don't know i mean you guys never went into time out and yeah never got hit yeah and well, well, but but I would do timeout with you. That was the thing, is that I would. That was more annoying. Shit, Eddie. That was more annoying. I'd be like, let's stay here together. And just wait outside <laughs> my room. Oh my god! Well, I used to wait outside any room that you would lock yourself in and slide notes under the door, like, "Hi, still sitting here." Yeah, but that was more because you were upset about something, and I didn't want you to be alone with the thoughts. And, and somehow believe that when you're feeling bad, you're going to be alone. That was yeah. a little bit different. You didn't really do anything wrong. Like no. when I say do anything wrong, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that couldn't be correctable that needed a timeout. Or if somehow if it felt bad, I would just like annoy the crap out of you or jump mm-hmm. on top of you. Or, <laughs> I don't That's know. That's what we could talk about. We could talk about the Nikki Naredin School of Parenting. I mean, that'd be yes. Nikki Naredin School of Parenting is very different than every other's pa- parenting. If you're hurt, you don't get ibuprofen. You don't get Advil. You don't get anything. You get Arnica Majorum. Uh, isn't Arnica Majorum or whatever? No, Mon- Montana. Arnica. Oh, Arnica Montana. 200 CK. It's a no, homeopathic. You get to cry really hard. And you'd also get Arnica. That's, that's true. Depending. Homeopathic remedies are great. Uh, and they solve everything or I would have Titus and she would stick needles in me. She would never hit me, but she would stick needles in me. Acupuncture <laughs> needles, could do but acupuncture. still. <laughs> it wasn't still. like sticking needles in your no, eye. She was like Ooh. your hamster. No. <laughs> what? Like the ha- Remember last week we talked about the hamster losing an eye and I was like, did you stick needles? No, in we did not eye? stick like, needles no, in the eye. I think, yeah, I think that's what we think. 
we were like, oh shit, what's happening to our hamster? And we should take it to the vet. It never happened. But the no. hamster survived for like a full year. We gave it a full burial last semester. <laughs> Buried it in the park in the rain in a shoebox. I wonder if it's still there. Mm. Probably cursed some baseball field while we we're at it. <laughs> so we're we'll blessed see. it. If yeah, you, I mean, thought good thoughts about the hamster. The present. Oh, we love the hamster. The ham- hamsters are very durable animals. We <laughs> one time the hamster because hamsters, I think their death perception is bad, right? Is that the that why they fall from high places? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, I so I remember something about death perception being bad with hamsters. <laughs> I I don't know, but the hamster would like lean forward off of like an edge and start sliding and we would try to catch it. And sometimes we weren't watching exactly. So we'd put it on a stool one time and the stool was about four feet in the air uh-huh. or the, the chair, the stool. Oh shit. I think I left the oven on. Oh, well, oh I'll turn it off later. Uh, so there's okay. people. Is there anything in it? No, there's nothing in it. I stopped okay. the before. What are you the making? Before. I'm making some, uh, potatoes some tofu scramble some fake bacon some fake sauces some spinach mm. uh, i think that's it some are you putting beans. the spinach in the tofu scramble or yeah and with the italian sausage and the fake bacon and yeah oh that's pretty that's cool what we're doing what's uh, the spice blend you put in your tofu scramble the only thing i've been putting in recently is uh turmeric milk black salt and salt and then I let everything else do. So you've been putting, you have the black salt. Yeah, and what, what what kind of milk? Tell, because it's a I, vegan podcast. I have almond milk. But oh, okay. Lily does I not want us to use milk. almonds. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's terrible for the water crisis. I know. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. I, I would try to not choose almond. They have a good special. They have like a large gallon one for like $4. It's pretty good. Mm, that's like really a big good. One. I kind of just get that one. And if I it's in your fridge, you guys yeah, have well, fridge? I have the upstairs fridge. There's always room in the fridge. Mm. Is that By because that, nobody else is cooking or that's because? No, no there's always room in the fridge because you can search through and find something that's probably rotten and throw it away. <laughs> that that's you have why, to search through and find something. That's why. Rotten. So you can take stuff out all the time and you can always make room. There's If you got to organize the fridge to make room, you can organize the fridge. That's the only time the fridge gets organized. <laughs> one we need yeah how many people live in your house how many guys live in your house uh six guys one girl six guys one girl which yeah. i'm impressed by how much we clean really well you yeah it's messy uh-huh. but it's not a well no it's pretty messy today but like we do clean and uh-huh. that's impressive <laughs> right i think it's great so i mean if you i was impressed that you could fit your almond milk into the fridge yeah i got a lot how many gallon almond. almond milk yeah mm-hmm cool so back to the hamster so it's like four <laughs> feet high and it started slipping down uh-huh. it was just like it's claw you know how the claws dig in they're similar to the rats that we had the uh-huh. claws like dig in as they slide down and like prepared uh-huh. and right. it started sliding and it fell oh, and this thing was like four feet high and uh-huh. it just like bounced up and you know it just bounced back up and started scurrying Oh, okay. So, so it was fine. A hamster can fall from four feet without having a problem. It wasn't like there was a broken well, I'm sure hamster leg. It might have been. She was fine. Okay. But she scurried been. away without limping. I, I mean, think did so. she just limp? Uh, yeah, probably. Dogs you decided limp. it was a, a girl. You said she was fine. I think it was she. I think okay. it was, I don't know. Right. We still haven't necessarily decided. We thought we saw <laughs> nipples. So that's why we thought it might be a girl. But I mean, guys have nipples. But we thought we saw like six. I don't know what hamster analogy like that. 
Does a hamster guy have six nipples? I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I, I don't know why I think hamsters have udders. I might be wrong. I mean, not udders, but when I think of six nipples, I think of udders. I, I mean, then women have udders too. It's <laughs> so funny. You, no, six they don't nipples, have udders, udders. but you know <laughs> what I'm producing, saying. That's for sure. That, that is true. That is true. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> but yeah, so the hamsters, hamsters are like made of rubber. They're very malleable. Oh, they, if they bounce. They bounce. Speaking of bouncing down. balls, that was quite an ending to that Gonzaga game yesterday. That oh was my God. great. Oh, my. Even Lily was into it. Yeah, very big sports fan, Lily. Had a <laughs> great time watching that. It's interesting, too. I was the only person watching the game. We had a few people over. Nobody else was watching the game? No, we were. I had the game on, but like <laughs> I was trying to watch the whole game, and there was so much going on that I couldn't really focus. And then I got to the end, and it was me and a couple of my housemates next to each other. And so that happened. We're like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> it was crazy. You probably came for the best moment of the whole game. I was trying to watch like the overtime in the second half. And then I watched the highlights afterwards, just uninterrupted. Mm. It was a crazy game. It was a great game. Huh. And hopefully the finals, which is on Monday, is going to be as good a game. Mm. Mm. I love watching. I'm probably going to watch this video many times. So I love watching the crazy sports moments. Like my favorite one is when Auburn played Alabama in the 2013 Iron Bowl. Mm. In 2013, Auburn had like a team chosen from God. Okay. They had <laughs> two crazy miracles to make the championship game. Mm-hmm. And then they lost in the championship game. Mm. But they had two crazy miracles in the championship game. Uh, before then, one was they threw a Hail Mary with like on like fourth and 20 with like 10 seconds left mm. that hit off of two defenders. And then the guy <laughs> caught on their team and ran it in for a touchdown to win the game. How did it hit off them? Like they were both they went to, to it and inter- missed it. Yeah, they both went to intercept it and missed it, and I then they maybe got- it hit their head or their yeah, helmet or something, of. something like that. <laughs> and then it bounced into the hands of the Auburn guy, and he ran for a touchdown. So that was oh first my god! Miracle. If you didn't believe in God before, <laughs> and then the second one, I love this. My second one's favorite when they played Alabama. They uh, Alabama had a chance to kick a field goal to win the game. And he missed the field goal short, and the guy ran it back the entire length of the field for a touchdown to win wow. the game. Wow. I love watching that. There's always the people's reactions are what get me. Like, the, I, whenever I smoke, I'm like, wow, what these guys are doing on that floor really makes like people go crazy. Yeah. Especially when Pretty I'm high, I think that way. I think like very, you know, um, uh, what's the world? What's the word? You know, when you just think about things really deep, deeply, deeply. Like, not deeply, uh-huh. but like, why can't I think of the word? I don't know. You no know, one you get like about view, it more like, intensely or not more intensely. It's like when you think of like how things work. Existentialist, oh. very existentialist view of, oh, that's of the a good world. Uh-huh. Of the world. Were so you like, high I this would... weekend? Watching yeah. this game? You well, were. Yeah. Um uh, but <laughs> you so I would like watch the game <laughs> and be like, well, I don't think that's very important to this conversation. Uh but I'm just saying how I think. I'm like, oh, so those guys made it. Um, and they're now all these people are going insane and now all these people are crying and the amount of work that the players that lost put in and the amount of work that the players that won put in. Mm. And like, it's like, this means so much to people. Yeah. So I'm never going to watch a sporting event. I care about high because uh-huh. I want to feel it. But while mm. the Jets and the Mets and the Knicks are not very good, mm-hmm. we can be very existentialist about those games. But you want to watch them high so you could be. No, I don't want to watch them. I don't want to watch. If my team is in there, I want to fuel everything. 
just that when my team's not in there, then I'd just rather relax and think like about how crazy everything is and shit. (laughs) That's really wild. So you've got this idea about Mm -hmm. like what games you're willing and interested to be high during what games you aren't. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's it's a very mentality, but so they have, and they have tons of like on Instagram or in various places, they have pictures of people who have bet on the game. This is why I don't bet on the games. Mm -hmm. I think a, I have enough joy from just watching the games and B, then it's going to either make me feel miserable. It doesn't make it more exciting to me. Mm. It just You'll be worried about the money like, that you lost. Exactly. I think I'd be mm. more worried than anything else. Interesting. Um, uh, but they have videos of a guy who bet on UCLA. Uh-huh. And so UCLA tied the game with like three seconds left mm. on the putback, which great play by the guy. The guy had an amazing tournament. He's had an mm-hmm. amazing year. The guy in UCLA, their main, their best player. I think mm-hmm. he might get drafted next year. Mm. But what year is he in at UCLA right now? I'm not sure, but you can leave whenever. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I think Don't you need to just play one year or is that yeah. one year just to show yourself? No, you just need to play one year. And now they're changing it so that instead of, because a lot of the rules of the NCAA has to do with an amateur status. Uh-huh. And so NCAA athletes don't get paid. Uh-huh. And, and the schools make a lot of money off of them and they sell stuff. And so people are like, yeah, I want to make money. If the school's using my likeness, I want to use my own likeness to make money. And gotcha. not every player in college basketball is going to be in the NBA. There's only two rounds in the draft. Right. And there are how many college basketball players? Mm, I don't know. So a lot. Yeah, there's tons. And so that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Mm. And then the uh, fuck. So he made the layup and the guys in this video are going absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. And he can barely he's barely watching the game. And then one of his friends who still watches the game sees the ball, the half court shot and is like, what? And everybody's <laughs> miserable. <laughs> so the moment of glory and then the moment of misery and it exactly. changes so quickly and definitely based in in a bet but it probably didn't even need to be based in a bet i mean there were probably gonzaga fans and ucla fans oh, absolutely. and they could be just as miserable without even betting on the game absolutely yeah, yeah that's, that's what i'm saying wild. there's no need to bet on the game you're going to be happier miserable regardless no matter what yeah or you, can <laughs> so just you might as well not lose crashes. money in the process exactly i mean i can <laughs> if the jets were in the super bowl would i put a dollar on the jets it's a good thing this is a hypothetical question, but <laughs> I would say, yeah, possibly. That'd it's not like cool. they haven't been in the Super Bowl before. It's not like they haven't won a Super Bowl in their lifetime. Not in your lifetime, but in the Jets organizational lifetime, they've won a Super Bowl. 1969. 69. Yeah. Yeah. That's like 60 years ago, almost. No, 50. No. I'm 52 years. Four years old. Yeah. It's 52 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Still like a long time. Oh my god! If in my lifetime the Jets and the Mets don't win a Super Bowl, uh, the World Series or Super Bowl, I will be pissed. Well, I won't be pissed. But... <laughs> you will die pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. This year's lived. our year. This year's our year. This year's our year. Why? Oh, uh, they're gonna win it for Cheryl. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking my, things gonna one good. of my best friends just died. Mm, she's a big Mets fan. She is a big Mets fan. She used to have these fantastic memes, Mets memes with Mets hats on and love coming out of her heart. She was a committed, wonderful fan. Yeah. And they're going to win God a bless. this year. And if okay. I get a jersey, I'm going to get Ooh. like whatever Cheryl's favorite number is. I don't know if I could have Dr. Clark on the back or Cheryl on the back. Well, that'd be pretty mm. cool to get well, like that a would Cheryl be a jersey. Nice, a nice little homage yeah. to Cheryl. Mm-hmm. That would be like the jersey I would get if I was to get a jersey. I yes. think that would be really cool. Mm. Uh, 
I do think that'd be really awesome, actually. But, yeah, that would be really great. So we were what we were talking. We were talking about the Nikki parenting. Oh, <laughs> we're still on that. I mean, do you, we can go past that. No, no. I love talking about parenting. I, I really hope to share my philosophies and experiences and programs with many people. As you can see, her parenting is really bad because I'm a fucked up <laughs> person. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> she did a terrible <laughs> but job. But we're still talking. So there's always hope. <laughs> As you can tell, brings a journal. terrible job because look at me. <laughs> yeah, he's a mess. He's an absolute mess. And I watch it and I just mm-hmm. let it happen. Yeah. Without annoying, without bugging, without anything. Pretty annoying. But (laughs) she does it caringly. It's a good word for. Well, don't don't most mothers annoy caringly? Like their their intent is good? Are they is it not? Every person's intent is good. That's why I think not necessarily. The majority of things are done with good intents. Mm. Not everything is done with good. People shape it so that it seems good in their mind. I don't think people go around trying to do necessarily evil things. Mm. There might be a few people who do. There are definitely some people who go around doing evil things, but somewhere in their mind, it clicks that this might be a good thing or they think it's a good idea. Right. But they might benefit and other people might not. So I guess, is that, is that considered an evil thing? Where you're benefiting some. And, it might be and... morally evil, depending on the thing. But people always worrying about where the line is. People like people think the stuff that they agree with most of the times, they're more likely to say are good. And most likely, if they don't agree with it, it's going to be evil. Mm. Or it could even be with the person. If somebody who you don't like does something that might be good, you're going to be more likely to see it as evil because you have that preconceived notion of that person. Where somebody does something good for you and, and you wonder what their intent is or why they're mm. doing it or something like that. Yeah. We've That's actually been playing this game, which is very interesting. It's called okay. You Got Got. You Basically, Got Got? Yeah. Which okay. I do. I, I kind of like this game. I'm not very intense at this game. Other people like are, are very intense. But is this a game that you play like while you're drinking or smoking? Is it well, an existential it's a, like? No, it's like a board game, but a board game. I think most people play it while they're drinking, but, Mm. and it's easier to do when you're drinking because then you don't care as much. But Mm. basically the point is that you get a wallet full of cards. There are six cards Mm. and you have to get people to do things. Like one of the cards would be like fall down and get someone to pick you up. Or like some of them were like, give someone a hug and get them to hug you back. Or like Mm. give someone a nice handshake, which I think is ridiculous because now we got people giving hugs and being, Hey, you got God. We're like, what? I thought it was such a nice hug. Like, I know it's part of the game, but I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Is that like, you know, impractical jokers? Like you're trying to do something and then it is kind Kind of like that because you love that show. I do love that show. (laughs) But I don't like doing that with my friends because I just want to give them a hug and not worry about whether it's for a game or not. Uh, Well, you could say you got God and then let them know that you really did like hugging them. That's true. <laughs> but it's a fun game. That, they, that fun you were game. lucky enough that that was what they gave you when you got got. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fun game, though. Mm. So I, I like it, but I also don't like it. I have very mixed feelings about What's it. What's the craziest thing that you had to got got about? There's not really crazy ones, but mm. I don't know. I don't remember okay. what the crazy. I never really go for them. I more just like sit and take my time because everybody's always focused. And then by <laughs> the time I start trying to do my things, I'm just done. Huh. which the game's over because somebody won. And I'm like, what? It's crazy. I got none. I got Zero. none. I didn't got got. I, didn't, I got no got. I didn't got it to people. 
<laughs> I had not got it. I had not got it. <laughs> I had oh not got it. I like that. <laughs> yeah, not got it. But that's funny. Yeah, so that's the game. Yeah. Okay. You're still no, talking about my parenting fun. style? We could. I mean, did you have something else you want to talk about? No, no. Yeah, just um, just probably to really remember that having children is the easiest way to get what we call re-stimulated um, about your own early personal stuff. And so if you have lots of feelings about what somebody is doing and why, it's a really great moment to see where you're early hurts kind of get in the way of you actually being able to think clearly about what it is that Mm -hmm. the young people are doing anyway yeah I think it's really interesting how a lot of people tend to have bad relationships with their parents because of a lack of trust Mm. I think that's the on both parts I think Mm -hmm. that's the reason why the uh, I think kids tend to have problems with their parents now obviously some parents do fucked up things and kids Uh have done fucked up things and it's not a perfect world but a lot of people seem to have tough relationships with their parents purely over like trusting things what do you mean exactly i mean like curfews and like not going out and like Uh, not like forbidding things and right interesting like people think they need to spoil kids. I, I don't know why I have a image of people thinking they need to spoil kids and get kids what they want. Or I mean, the real reason why I have that image now is because I see seven-year-olds with iPhones mm. and I'm jealous. Maybe it's I'm just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think now is different than when you were seven years yeah. old. People didn't have iPhones. Like people, like nowadays, it's, it's almost like that is an okay part of parenting to keep your kids interested in interacting with an iPhone or doing some kind of academic thing on an iPhone or making sure that people are easily connected. I mean, I don't think a seven-year-old needs an iPhone. They probably have it in their hand and it's their parents. But I do think if you've got a young person traveling to school nowadays, having a phone is an Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But what age did we start traveling to school I mean, Lily started traveling in middle school to school alone. Yeah, she was traveling so guess, at age 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah, I guess. And phones are a great way to communicate with people. I just don't know if an iPhone is necessarily necessary. Wait, I don't that- think an iPhone is necessary, but I do. I do think that people have been using the phone as an alternative babysitter. Those iPads, yeah. phones, whatever, TVs. It definitely was a TV when I was growing up that mm-hmm. that was a, a babysitter, and even my stereo system. But but nowadays it's the portable babysitter or portable ability to keep a young person quiet mm-hmm. and entertained. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also interesting about people disagreeing with their kids or trying to limit their kids based on what happened previously and like my lack of trust idea in the way that mm. I think that most people like I would try to remember how I, I am now or how I was as a teenager if I have kids in the future and see what I would have wanted and stuff and not base it off of like previous decisions because I don't know if parents necessarily see like their parents parenting and then that's what they know and try to if they don't know anything better than try to emulate something or try to limit things because I think all parents and this is what I say make try to make good decisions they try to make decisions the best they can for their kid because there's no parenting book I mean all the parenting books were written by somebody 
Right, that's true. <laughs> With an idea about yeah. how parenting should be. People right, make true. shit up all the time. <laughs> parenting is well like, i believe the stuff that i am making up or at least that that's you know, good the philosophies that i use i mean i think i have a pretty good full philosophy about parenting and um and that i'm willing to share and teach people but um but i think uh you know people have made it up you're totally right yeah i mean everything's made up if you go that far but mm. we're not going that far <laughs> today but like i feel like people lose tracks of how they were at certain ages That's and then true. worry about their kids because all parents and i think this is most professions most people go into what they're doing with good intentions right i agree if you're a parent you want what's best for your kid and you're trying to set your kid up for success but right. then a lot of times that conflicts with what the kid wants to do if you're so worried about your kid then your kid's not going to have enough freedom or not be able to do what they want to do or express themselves yeah right to explore and express that's why i mean it's interesting sitting here thinking about how much i would like to coach my son's little league team Mm. if i have a son or daughter's little league team if i have a daughter or maybe i'd be the chaperone for my daughter's dance recital who knows (laughs) there's many ways i mean you had a dad that did that Exactly. You know, he I did was have... the coach of everybody's team and the chaperone and the, you know, he really made himself very available to what you guys were interested in. Exactly. Now, he happened to be interested in it too, but there were things he wasn't interested in and he would still do them. Mm-hmm. I think that's important too. Yeah. I'm also thinking like, what if my kid doesn't want to play, play mm. like sports? Right. Do I, would you I be mean, how do I get would started? You be forcing him? Would yeah. I be forcing him? What is forcing? What is everything? But then again, you have to remember, Kids at five years old, making a decision for a kid at five years old, I, I don't think it's a kid can make that decision necessarily. I know kids are very smart. Well, I, I think don't know kids if they can are make smarter. the decision or not, but you could probably see fairly quickly whether if they enjoy driving yeah. that in yeah. that or enjoying that. And then you, I mean, we knew that you were going to make that decision to throw a ball because mm-hmm. everything was about throwing a ball from for you from age that you could hold it. That is true. Yeah, that was that was your joy. I was and, a dog. I just ran after you the ball. Fetching. I was fetching. <laughs> well, you would run after the ball that you throw yourself. You really didn't even need anybody else. Mm-hmm. One man fetch. If dogs could do that, <laughs> you think they would? You think dogs would throw the ball and uh, come back? No, I think they're pretty dependent on their human to. <laughs> well, yeah, but if they didn't need the human, I'm just saying. To interact. What if I'm sure dogs can get, you know, the thrower thingies they have now so that you don't have to pick up the ball? Hmm. A dog could probably throw it with that, right? I don't if they grip that in their mouth like, and like shut their yeah that's what I'm saying <laughs> and like shut their head would it go I don't know <laughs> or there could be I'm sure people make self-automatic automated fetch machines too mm, mm. a dog would have to be trained to put it you could probably do that pretty easily if you had like a machine that you had a spot where the dog would drop it and then it would hit a lever and it would release a treat for the dog and you oh, have that's an idea. a self-automated like a response to that fetch machine. That yeah, probably work. I mean, that's the way to do it, right? I mean, I guess if you don't want to do anything, so we as humans are constantly trying to be as efficient as possible in the amount of energy we spend. And then if you, if you work on Newton's law of motion, you know, a, an object in motion stays in motion, not in motion won't. So if you want to stay not in motion, and you want to expend the least energy, then train your dog to fetch and throw itself. Exactly. Or get a, build a machine. <laughs> right, exactly. Or build a machine that will train your dog to do that. And then, I mean, you are training your dog to do that. You are. 
Right. And it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Nana listened to one of your podcasts yesterday and she was trying to follow all the places where we go. I think that Joe Rogan needs to listen to this podcast. I think he would like it. Joe Rogan? I yeah. like Joe Rogan. I mean, I don't know how I feel about Joe. I like his MMA podcast. Mm. Uh, I think he does a really good job of getting people, of talking with people, and he talks with very different people. Mm. But I also think Joe Rogan doesn't have enough of his own ideas. But then again, he has the people on because those are the people that he wants on. Unless mm. he's with a good friend, his is more of like an interview and more of like a let the guests do their thing. Right, right, right. Because, I mean, when you have guests and he has really high profile guests. Right. He's talking a lot about that. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, you actually are sharing your ideas. He allows people world. to speak about whatever they want which is mm. great and which is also terrible. He doesn't call anybody out on bullshit or whatever. Right. He puts it out there. He has such a large platform that pe- some people like that, that people are sharing their ideas. But I would also want to be like, that makes no sense. If it makes no sense, <laughs> say it makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, but I think you're very honest about your thinking about stuff. I am. I, like I want to, Joe mind. Rogan, sh- I should be on the Joe Rogan podcast. That's what oh, that's a be. good idea. You definitely should be on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I like it. That would be fun. That would be a goal. Uh-huh. That's a goal of mine. Cool. To be honest, if anybody knows Joe. Well, how do we get there? I mean, do we need to send it to his, you know, just his people keep, a thousand uh, times? Or I don't know. Who here knows day? Joe Rogan? Well, I don't know. you know what would help that? Every day, tw- tweet him. I was like, if tweet you him. like, subscribe, and review this podcast. Yes. That would be very helpful. The ratings. And maybe somebody, somebody who knows Joe Rogan. Or somebody else would want me on because yeah. Nikki's not enough. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nikki is so more than enough, but you've got big hopes, goals, and dreams. I'm not trying to stop you. Nikki's beyond enough. Uh, anyway, on that note, uh, thank you for listening. Wow, this is the Reluctant lies. Vegan Sun podcast. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Reluctant Vegan Sun. Uh, check Nikki out at NikkiInTheHumanElement.com. Yeah, and drnickynarodin.com. Oh, I have Dr. a new blog post coming out. Mm-hmm. And she's blogging, and she's in New York, and she goes back to Alaska very soon, I think in a couple weeks. Two weeks, yeah. So and we'll have lots more information there. And mm-hmm. yeah, please like, subscribe, review, rate, tell a friend. Uh, if you want to be on the show, you know. Just <laughs> He's ready to message. replace me at a moment. I'm notice. not replacing free. her. Just, I'm ad- just adding. Um, yeah, we're we're adding to the experience, okay? <laughs> and you know, you could join me if other people want to be on too. That would be interesting. Yeah, be I like the so, mom yeah. and son perspective. Be like, okay, so I agree with this, and you're like, nope, 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 nope. Or, I think that the mom and son perspective is the best. I think that we are we are the visible component of what is possible in relationships. I think it's great, and a lot of people don't have it, and we yeah. would love to share it. We would. And Nikki, Nikki, Nikki Naredin's parenting techniques will be out on audio book in about three <laughs> to five months. So be on the right. Am I writing a book now? All right, I'll do it. No, no, no. I didn't mean for you to do it. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, listen, I'm not joking. You know, I'll write a book. Good sarcasm book. is indistinguishable from regular talking. Okay. <laughs> there is some truth behind everything everyone says. They said at least 10% truth. So you take that idea and you add something to it. No matter That's what true. somebody says. That yeah. is true. And thank you all for listening. We love you guys. Uh, Love you. Bye. Have a happy Easter.